Hello, everyone, and welcome back to GagCast. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is Richard, a.k.a. Gotti. How's it going, man? Sup? <laughs> Long time no talk. Yeah, so we're recording this just episode. We're recording this just after episode one. Pronunciation is key. Gotti showing um, off those tongue skills. Um, yeah, so yeah, we, we're recording this after uh, episode one, um, just because we were late to actually getting this thing together. Uh, but from now on, in the future, episode three will be after episode three airs. Just yes. to let you know. We're going to be much more timely in the future, we promise. So, uh, oh, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's jump. No, right we in. won't. <laughs> come on, got it. We can, we can do this. We could be pros. We could be pros. Let's oh. come on. <laughs> I'm good to go. So, uh, episode two, we jump right back in after Miss Vanjie's elimination. Miss Vanjie. Miss Vanjie. <laughs> I love I, the scene at the start where you have uh, Michelle Visage going, Miss Vanjie. And Rouge just sitting there trying not to laugh. <laughs> I know. And I like, I did feel a little bit bad because I was sitting at home watching Miss Vanjie as she walked off the stage. And I was just like, oh my God, what is she doing? Why will this never end? Why will she not? Like, someone's going to have to escort her off. What is she doing? And then, yeah. but then to see like Michelle and Rue like making fun of her, I did, I did feel a little bit bad. But at the same time, I was also like, mm. get off the stage. Like, I've never seen well, a queen hang around for so long after they've been eliminated. <laughs> it, it did very well for her because Rue is obviously loving the whole Miss Meiji thing. Yeah, um, all over so, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, which which is nice. I, I think she stayed on the on the thing for too long, but she made an excellent, uh, what do you call it? Leaving the stage moment. Exit. Yes. Exit. <laughs> Exit. <laughs> It's an easy English word. I just forgot yeah. about it. Uh, English so, is my first language. Can you can you tell? <laughs> After Miss Vanjie's elimination, uh, we kind of go back to the workroom, and we've got so much drama because of the vixen. Like, uh, she needs to be taken out back and shot. <laughs> <laughs> I was so oh my god, so done with her. I didn't like her in the previous episode, anyways. And then all of this drama happened. So uh, if you didn't watch Untucked. Basically, uh, Vixen was questioning Aquaria about the drama having to do with Aquaria and Cracker and really pulled it out of her. Aquaria told the story and then Vixen comes back into the workroom and basically making Aquaria out to be the villain and, and trying to cause shit between uh, yeah, what the fuck? Cracker and drama and uh, Cracker and drama. Cracker and Aquaria. <laughs> cracker and drama. <laughs> drama and a cracker. <laughs> Um, but my initial reaction to all this was just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's not your, it's not like, even if you agree or disagree or think that they should, two should just talk, you ain't going to get it resolved if you just go say the whole story or say it for you and the vixen. Who am I going to fight? Yeah, Bitch. it's like, it has nothing to do with you. Like if they want to yeah, have their own private, it was like, um, so uh, Alyssa Edwards and Coco Montrese had a similar sort of, a, a you know, off, off of drag race like history and mm. and drama and everything else and it took them like pretty much the whole entire season to um actually work it out and even then they didn't really work it out but um there's a little bit that's of closure fine. there and it's fine you know. like that's the way it kind of should go like let people deal with their shit when they're ready to deal with their shit like vixen i've had it already Just get the fuck out i'm done like i'm so done with her i didn't like her to begin with but mm. she is my least mm. favorite and you know that now she's going to be the villain and that's going to be like 
she's probably gonna stick around for a long time because I don't like her. So that's usually, uh, you know, top three because I don't like them. That's how Drag Race <laughs> always works out for me. I actually um, think, given her runway performance, I don't think she'll last past midway through the through the season. Yeah, I don't think that she's necessarily like bottom bottom, but I would be super surprised if she. <laughs> She is not a bottom bottom. She's an aggressive <laughs> top. Oh my god! <laughs> I get that reference. I know what that means. <laughs> oh, just to cue you in, right? On me and Jocelyn's relationship, we were playing PUBG one day, and Jocelyn oh, no. was talking about uh, DP double penetration, <laughs> and I had to explain to, to her be fair, that wow. there is a gun <laughs> called the DP something something, and yeah, it's apparently yeah. like an actual thing because the clip of the gun is shaped like a dinner plate so that's where it <laughs> there, you gotta give a little context richard don't just throw me yeah, under the bus no, we, here. Weren't, <laughs> we weren't in an amalgamation of dping each other in 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 uh in a video game. The game called in <laughs> the video game yes i mean you've heard of it pubg fortnite that they're on the rise okay you've heard of this game okay unless you're 80 years old in which case hi you're in. um but yeah i had to explain to her uh you know men can get dp2 and she was like Pourquoi? But you, you, there's only one hole available, and the answer is stretchy. So, <laughs> yeah, it it took yeah. me a lot longer to cue into that. I'm pretty sure I didn't even understand on stream because didn't want to go too graphic on stream. So I even had to like ask you later for clarification. I was totally like not thinking down that road at all. But yeah, so we have a very interesting like. I feel like Gotti, you've taught me so much. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because my life is better because you're in it. <laughs> I, th I think it's because um, when I first met you guys, so started writing with you, I was doing Mythic, which was like hardcore girl, fuck everyone else, but we got to kill the boss sort of raiding in World of Warcraft. And I joined your normal group in uh, the start of the latest expansion for WoW. And I just went in there and went, blah, 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 do this. And you were like, okay. Like, I remember we were doing Gul'dan, the final boss, and you you and Becky, I believe, both, like, complimented me, saying, I like you talking. I'm like, okay. Yes. You need to talk more. Yeah. It's it's worked out really well in my favor. It's It's been fantastic. Talking. I love it. Good. Well, let's use some more talking, then. Yeah. Uh, so topic. one very quick side note that I wanted to, and I don't know if you're kind of aware of kind of the controversy that surrounded RuPaul just before the launch of season. Yes. 10. So yes. Because, <laughs> because Ru's comments about trans women, trans drag queens uh, drew a lot of criticism. Um, I can't remember which news outlet it, that the interview was with, but um, anyways, they have I have noticed that they have now dropped when they're uh, getting their mini challenge message from Rue used to say, "Woo, you've got she mail. They don't say that oh. anymore. <laughs> They've changed their like drop in sound. Hmm. OK, so the, the thing the thing about that is when Rue tried to apologize on Twitter, he got a flag and the flag was not a trans flag that is openly recognized it was a flag for trains because he misspelled train in google <laughs> images that was my favorite gag my favorite so to speak oh man yeah so i mean um, like i don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because like but i mean i think you don't even have to like the guy you're not you're not you're not watching him you're watching the other girls so you know whatever 
in my opinion, <laughs> whatever. He's also, he's a lot older, you know, there's a generational thing as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard, like, it's hard I don't, to mold your mind. I don't have you know? any problem with Rue whatsoever. And I can, I can see the point of view. I can see what he was trying to say. And yeah, I no, totally, totally. a lot of people maybe got a little bit more offended than they should have been. But I mean, they made the point all the way back, actually. And I, I know because I was just watching it, but season five had a transgendered queen as well. And mm-hmm. like Rue said way back then, five years ago, like the only thing we scream for is charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. So yeah, the fact- same thing with Peppermint as well. Season yes, nine. Peppermint was the same thing in season nine. Yeah, yeah. So, which was kind of nice. I do. And I, I, I love it the the you know kind of inclusivity of having trans queens on drag race i think it's great mm. i think if you can compete in drag and compete in drag that's awesome but it's when i do kind of agree that if you get the level of work done to actually modify your body and you know like get breast implants that's a little bit of an unfair advantage over other drag queens so i mean we've whether- had the exact same conversation about this with like sports Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like interesting. Yeah, it is. It is super interesting. And I think that um, if you are going to compete in something like Drag Race, whether you are eventually planning to transition or not, um, I don't think that you should be allowed to have things like breast implants, because I do think it's an unfair advantage. Like the queens get in trouble all of the time when they're on the runway for, you know, like not creating the right shape. So if you have surgically created the right shape, for whatever the reason is, I think it's an unfair advantage. And it's not mm, that I don't you, support trans people or trans queens, but I think in the in the just the nature of the competition, I I understand where Rue was was coming from. So welcome to Gagcast episode two. I'm Richard, your in-house racist, and Jocelyn here <laughs> is our, our trans exterminator. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> you know, we know what I'm trying to say. Come on. No, I totally I totally get it. I totally get it. Um but yeah, like I, I believe in the past, some queens have gotten plastic surgery to better fit their like padding knees and stuff as well. So it's a gray area. It definitely is. Yeah, because I mean, I talked explored. last episode about how I love detox and detox is not plastic surgery free, but detox mm. doesn't have boobs. <laughs> so yeah, so now that I, we I finished, do think that there's um, a line, but anyways, yeah, mm. <laughs> I didn't even so, want to get into it. Then I got into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Episode true. Episode true. Episode, episode true. Two. Yeah, episode true. That's right. <laughs> All transsexual discussion <laughs> on the RuPaul Drag Race by two people who are not trans. I know. Let I feel that like go I, down in history. Yeah, oh exactly. my god. <laughs> I know. I just. I feel like move I on. Just need move to on quickly. Apologize <laughs> already. All right. So, uh, with the good. mini challenge this mind. week, it was country drag. So mm. they the queens had to get dragged up in country drag in. I think they were given 30 minutes to get it. So it was quick drag. And then they had to do a, a country dance. So mm. cl- I feel like there, there's kind of two pieces to this challenge. And I thought Calorie, Dusty and Yuha were the most authentic like country. Like I've gone to a country bar yes. and I've seen these girls yes. like, <laughs> yeah, I, I hate Calorie. Yeah. And I actually liked her outfit. <laughs> I really liked her outfit. I thought she did a really great job. Now, Calorie was, was in, she was wearing jeans, if I remember mm, correctly. So, I mean, yeah. there is like a potential there for, you know, like a lot of the queens in previous seasons, whenever they choose to wear pants, it's always a risky move because, you know, yeah. 
skirts are just more feminine and you're trying to portray a woman. So sometimes, you know, there's a very fine line to walk there. But I thought Calorie did a good job. She looks very good. Episode. This entire episode is like gender ba- gender barriers with Richard and Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> this entire episode is. But no, I agree. I agree. You know, because well, it's, it's, it's a lot unless, of what the show is, right? <laughs> unless you're a Roman soldier, in which case you wear a skirt. Yes, or, or the, one of the Scottish, or, or one. Of the, or one of the Skyrim guards. Yes. For the Imperials. <laughs> Scottish, yeah. I'm actually oh, Scottish, by the way. I'm wearing a kilt <laughs> and smoking a haggis as we speak. Um, you smoke those? No. <laughs> of course not. Jeez. Um, but yeah, uh, like, the Vixen won this challenge, and I do not agree at all, because I didn't get the country vibes at all. I didn't no. understand either one because I Asia was the other winner. I didn't understand either one of these. I thought the calorie should have won because I thought even dance wise she did well. She was basically square dancing, which is as country yeah. as you can get. So I mean, yeah. I thought she, even though like I know you hate her, but challenge wise, mini challenge wise, no, I can calorie I, did the best. No, I totally agree. I dislike her personality. I don't hate her. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to kill her. No, um, <laughs> I love the, the distinction there. It's um, hates a strong word. Um, <laughs> hates a strong word, but kills not. Come on. Oh, we do all the time. It's fine. Um, yeah, like she. I, I think honestly, she had the strongest outfit for me. But the vixen winning, where she was just doing that sort of like crumping in the club with a dress that didn't scream anything very um, country to me. In fact, no. what it screamed to me was I'm actually wearing something kind of glamorous when my character's meant to be a total bitch. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the impression I got. So again, I'm already disagreeing with the judging. And I... I think they're judging based on how much they're entertained rather than the challenge so much. That's the vibe I've gotten so far. Yeah, which is very odd because I haven't disagreed with the judging so much in a season before and we're only on episode two but i felt like there were a lot of times in this episode where i was like i don't agree at all yes (laughs) i feel i felt like um mayhem also did a really good job not necessarily with the outfit so much but just her like dancing around on the pony i thought was great yeah i liked that that's what that's the dance i remember yes and then well i mean different the dance that I remember was Aquaria slowly lowering <laughs> herself down oh, on yeah. the pony. <laughs> I was like, wow, mm. like that was that was good. <laughs> Function my innards, daddy. Yes. So <laughs> yes. And so, you know, to see to see none of them get rewarded. And I mean, I didn't even remember Asia's performance at all. And then I remember thinking mm. when the Vixen went up, like, well, she's not going to win. Like, talk about bottom. That was terrible. So I was really You're surprised. Just crumping. Yeah. She was just crumping. Yeah. Which I mean, there was again, nothing country uh, about it. It was, it was got entertaining. Taken into account. Yeah. Got taken into account as well the editing time. Yeah. Did they, like, did she do something country? She could have. But given what the, the camera focused on, we assume not. Yeah, well, and even if, um, like, talking about editing, it might be that they edited Calorie and Mayhem and Aquaria. Most of their performance maybe was boring as fuck, and just the interesting parts made it in, whereas maybe Vixen was more entertaining for a longer period of time. I don't know. Maybe it took Mayhem a long time before she finally started riding around on the pony to actually be funny and entertaining. We don't know. Mm. We're not there. But it seemed to me from the edit that, there was no reason for Vixen to win. But 
that yes. set up the main challenge, which was Farmer Rusical, which was teased last week. And basically it was a musical lip sync for the queens uh, and the winning about queens. drugs. Yeah, about drugs. Yes. About yes. fucking hilarious drugs. I don't know who they were wrote fantastic. that song, but that yeah. song with like the whole musical was amazing. Like I would go to a full length musical written by whoever wrote this about it was, it hilarious was very good. drugs. It was so funny. And Another thing as well is just the length of the episode. It was like 90 minutes or something. It was yeah, really long. It was really and long. It was lovely. And I then, enjoyed uh, seeing as much as I could. <laughs> so we had the uh, queens who won the mini challenge each getting to pick their teams. So we had Team Asia and Team Vixen. And Eureka was the last queen to be picked. So she got to pick her team because we had an odd number. So... Eureka mm. ended up going over to Team Asia and because the, neither team wanted Eureka. And I was actually surprised yeah. that um, Mayhem was picked second last because she was the winner last week. So she's amazing. She's very good. I couldn't she, believe that she was let so long. Great. Yeah. So oh, well. I don't really know. And, and even that, like she's very good. And Vixen said, I believe it was in Untucked. Vixen said that she just kind of didn't want a lot of strong personalities but Which mayhem isn't with. a I lot think... of strong personality like she's very humble we just talked last week about how yeah. humble she is and I how mean... well she did and she is quiet and nice and talented i don't understand how she ended up second last at all yeah i do actually agree with the vixens like choosing i was like you're smart you're a bitch and I hate you, but you 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 know your people. She's like a psychologist or something, but for evil. Um, but yeah, the Eureka thing, her being picked last, um, I think it just compounded, and we see this sort of unfurl as the episode goes along, her uh, sort of almost like a lingering sense of guilt she has for being on the show almost, because she's mm. very... She feels incredibly, not sorry for herself, but she feels, she feels like she a doesn't lot of deserve pressure. to be here. Yeah, and the the pressure's cracking her, and um, they know she talks a lot, so they didn't want her on a team, um, which I do agree with. I was screaming at my monitor, Eureka, shut it. Oh um, my god, she was. She is clearly, and she. I feel like she was like this in season nine to a degree as well. But she's very outspoken and hard to work with. She's not a team player. She thinks she's mm. a team player, but she wants to run all the shit. And she doesn't listen to anybody else, so. I can definitely it's, see. And the thing is, too, the queens have the most information about Eureka because she was already on. She made it fairly far into season nine before she injured herself. So the other queens are at a distinct advantage when it comes to Eureka because they already know a whole lot about her. So exactly. I feel like, you know, they're able to exploit her weaknesses, including her confidence level, a lot easier <laughs> because they know a lot about her. So I mean, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was so pissed off at her. I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, I just don't want to listen to you anymore. Like, I just I've yeah, had it. Like, and, and I even, know that's the editing. And that's part of like what I want to talk about mm, this week is is just how they edited the episode to make Eureka look as bad as possible. Like, I know, you know, that I've I think it was uh, Roxy talked about it a little bit on All Stars 3 about how like a lot of people talk about like the villain edit. But she's like, I still said those things. I came across as a bitch. I was a bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the thing. Like, Eureka was annoying as fuck. And she did all the things that she did. But like edited together, like one after another, after another, after another, made her look so much worse than she was. 
I imagine mm-hmm. in person. <laughs> I think they did it because of Asia's just complete negative reaction to basically everything Eureka did from that point onwards. Yeah. So it it, it builds up the story. Absolutely. Um, but I imagine, yeah, she'd be hard to get along with. Um, also, she loves to, uh, you know, you've worked, you've worked with your job now. You're working with people in an online space mostly, yeah? You know, yes. you're not in like an office or something. But when you're working with people in person, especially in a job where it's like a communal task thing, I got this a lot when I was a lifeguard, is you have that one person who tells you what to do but doesn't do it themselves. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I got with Eureka. <laughs> It's like, yeah. you need to do this, you do that. No, just let the, let the choreographer do it. And you get to the choreography part, and she's just like a, a piece of luncheon trying to dance. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and so. this is, again, where we see some of her struggle with, like, her, basically, I think she even calls it PTSD, where it's just like she's just afraid constantly of re-injuring herself. And, I mean, she tore her ACL and needed, like, a knee replacement, so I can mm. understand the journey, but... Uh, oh, no, totally. She's totally being affected by past memories, and it will yeah. come up, and it's hard because she's going to the place where she uh, was eliminated due to her, basically, her own error at the end of the day. You know, it, she didn't have her leg broken yeah. by anyone else. She popped it out because she went too hard on the dancing, and now she has to dance, you know, to, to win, and it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I have, I, I feel, um, I criticize her for her actions, but at the end of the day, I do feel very sorry for her. Mm-hmm. And so you know? we get to see after the initial uh, teams are chosen and the roles are chosen, we get to see them learning their choreography. And I'm really interested because, I mean, clearly they're given their choreography. Alyssa Edwards mm-hmm. came back and as the choreographer, um, if you're not familiar with Alyssa, if you haven't watched previous seasons of Drag Race, Alyssa owns her own dance studio. She was on uh, All Stars as well as season five. So she's like, she's been on Drag Race, I think three times total because I think she was brought back. So she's, uh, yeah, she's been on Drag Race many times and she's gone quite far each time. So she was there mm. to teach the girls their choreography, was clearly giving it to them. So I don't really understand the earlier scenes with uh, Team Asia making choreography like was that ever part of the challenge to bring in your own choreography yeah. i was so yeah. confused it was like it was like like um i live in new zealand i don't know if i mentioned that i live in new zealand Once and we have a lot of farm animals and <laughs> um you know sheep when one sheep goes ahead and starts like dancing in the mirror the other one sort of join along and that's what it kind of felt like they were just like lemmings and the thing i didn't get was um Team uh, Asia was like, oh, we're so frightened of them. And it's like, you are? You're frightened of them? They look like Team reeds Vixen, blowing yeah, in Team the weed. Was saying and that, in the yeah. wind. They look like fucking reeds just flying left and right looking in the mirror. And I'm like, you're scared of that? <laughs> you scare easy, don't you? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you know? so... I mean, I was a little bit confused about that. But then we get all the scenes with Alyssa. And I mean, I love Alyssa. She was... She's just so her I own, her. like... Never Harsh seen her before. Person. Really liked her. Yeah, she's she's great. So I she, I she was hard, but then at the end of it, she you know to Team Vixen who were struggling, they were like, you know, I, I know exactly what you're feeling right now. I've been eliminated three times in the show. Yeah. I know exactly what it's to be. So yeah, Team position. Vixen definitely struggled really with the dancing and, and all the scenes that we saw with Alyssa as opposed to uh Team Asia, which really seemed more on top of it. And yes. I I was kind of um I mean, when, when we were they on top of it or were they just moving in front of the mirror together? <laughs> um, 
when it actually came to the performance, um, I've got to say, Team Asia seemed like they had the more synchronized choreography. Like, it seemed like there was a lot more for them to do that looked to me like a Broadway musical as opposed the chairs. to... Well, the chairs. And, and it might have been the chairs, a yeah. Major, a major thing where they're all like in a row like one of those waves at a football thing you know the yeah. Mexican wave thing yeah it was a bit like that i i, I agree with that and then um, i mean even some yeah. of the moves that they did when they all came to like the front of the stage i think it was like the badonkadonk dance and then like um, <laughs> i enjoyed that calorie oh i enjoyed all of it man all of it yeah but like calorie had to like come around and like time it perfectly with the way all the other queens are moving their arms and then kind of get to the end of the row at the right time and be like bam and it just seemed like they had a lot more like synchronized group moves when compared to Team Vixen, where their choreography always seemed to be each of them kind of doing their own thing, which I feel like is a lot easier to pull off. Because if you've got a group of six all doing their own thing versus a group of seven who all have to be in sync, you're going to notice if one or two of the group aren't in sync but you're not going to notice if one or two of the group of six who are all supposed to be doing their own thing anyway like bad performances don't stand out as much in that so i Mm. i was i was really like surprised when i saw the actual musical the difference in the kind of choreography style between the two groups i yeah they were they were definitely different they were definitely definitely different um team team asia's had like that moment where they all just congealed in the middle Yep. And did the arm thing, um, which is very Broadway. Um, I think it's done on purpose. Obviously, they want to have two different performances for the audience. You don't want to see people doing the same thing, but definitely there could have been, you know, I think I think Asia's comments in Untucked were fair to an yeah. extent about their one perhaps being a little bit easier, especially as well, because from our standpoint, you know, when you're looking at all these people doing individual things and they're spread out throughout the stage, that's a far panning shot. Episode two, camera work and trans issues with Richard and Jocelyn. Um, (laughs) And then when you have them all in the middle, it's like edited in and you can see a lot more of uh, the good and the bad, what people are doing, the little things with the arm movement. For example, Eureka and Calorie just, oh, they stood out to me as like sore thumbs, you know, whenever I saw them dancing and the rest of them are sort of all congealed. Yuha actually stood out with me a lot. Yeah, I I thought that she did a really great job. And especially the biggest thing for me was how she did. And I think this kind of makes her one to watch in the whole competition, because what she did was take a terrible performance, get a critique from Alyssa, and then she turned it out when it came to actually being on the stage and the ability Mm. to internalize a critique especially from someone who's helping you with the main challenge and then turn around and change your performance. It's, it's hard. It's, it's so hard. Huge, we all know that to have. Yeah. And so I really think that that makes her one to watch in the competition, because even though like later on, on the runway, like she, Clap she back. had some problems. She clapped back at the judges. Like, you know, she didn't take critique in that case, but it's like but when we she know. knows when she knows that she has, like when she agrees that she's not performing as well as she should, she takes the criticism and she turns it she turns it around and changes mm. her performance and those queens tend to be the most highly rewarded the ones that show the ability to take criticism and to improve the improvement i feel like is and i think it was this was actually might have been brought up 
on season five. And again, that one's like the freshest in my head. So that's why I keep calling back oh, to yeah, it. Cool. But um, the idea of like queens who come to the show already performing at a high level have a much harder time because the judges have high expectations for them, period. Yes. Versus yes. the ones who come in not so great, but seem to learn and improve week over week they have an easier time and tend to get judged a little easier because they're just like, oh, last week you looked like this, but now you look like 10% better. So good job versus the ones who are just good the whole time. Uh, they are yeah. often judged a lot harsher. So, I mean, I think that makes you have one to watch because now she's had a not mm. a great one, not a great runway. So next week, I feel like she's going to have an easier time. I, I think I think she'll take the criticism to heart as she's proven she has um it reminds me a lot of chichi devane from season eight i believe mm. where she came i loved her accent i yes. loved her accent. <laughs> um and the snapping as well was great <laughs> um but her she she learned to do glamour yeah on the show she learned to do glamour and she pulled it off and you could just tell the judges was just uh they loved they were taken her with her and, and her transition yeah. from like busted garbage bag queen to glamour queen. Yeah. Yeah. And her story was really endearing. And I love the way she talked and she took Kristen to heart and it worked out really well for her. So hopefully we see that wherever you are with, uh, uh, for me, less back clapping. Like if you're given criticism, I know it's really hard, but you can't say, Oh, but I was just really tired. I had a bit of dress, but I didn't want to wear it because it's the same color and lol. Like, you can't say that. Yeah, you, you can't definitely say that. can't. Stop. Definitely Cease. can't. <laughs> so it's a competition. There's no, there's, no, there's no turn two. You know, it's exactly. turn one. Exactly. And I think that's even uh, what Ross said to her was, you know, you can't just say mm. that. Like, you bring your best every time. And that was the theme of the runway this time was best drag for our queens. So yeah. I was Yeah, that so... was a lot of criticism, eh? I was so disappointed in this runway. Like, if this is the best that season 10 oh, has yeah. to offer, like, oh my God, I am now sure that we are scraping the bottom of the drag barrel because bodysuits, people, your best mm. drag is a bodysuit. Come on out. It was either bodysuit or catsuit, one of the two. And Episode I was two. so disappointed. Episode two of Gagcast, bodysuits, trans issues, and camera angles. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was super disappointed. I mean, there was so I agree with the judges when they're talking about Dusty because I loved her blazer. Mm. I thought she I thought she really stood out in a good way this week. But a lot of the other ones, just oh, man, what the fuck was um. Monique, she came out like she killed the cookie monster, you know? Monique. Oh, <laughs> Monique, Monique came out with like, the googly eyes and she undid it and she was like, I've used the hands and the innards to make a nice bodysuit as well. <laughs> like, I don't uh... even understand what the point of that was. I don't under <laughs> like really like Sesame Street. That's that's your best drag is fucking monster. Sesame Street. This cookie monster. I loved it. I loved it for all the wrong reasons. I was, I was, ugh, but at the same time, I was like, oh yeah, that's funny. No, no, Gotti, no. It was just Oh, I'm not bad. saying it was terrible. It was bad and terrible. But oh, I okay. It. Yeah, I, I like, it and, for and all then the wrong I feel like if, even if she'd done like that outside, the cookie monster outside, and then was going to do the costume change, which at this point is getting a little bit much like uh, it's been done it's been done better just don't do it but the fact that like 
the first thing and the second thing had no tie together whatsoever. I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't understand the theme of or the story that you're trying to tell. And if you're going to do something like that, either both looks have to look similar but different or it has to tell a story if you're going to change your costume. So she didn't succeed in either one of those. Like she she didn't have like a nice transition between two similar looks and she didn't have the story if she was going to go with two totally different looks. So, yeah, she was yeah. Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible this week. Um. Then we had both of our big queens went the bodysuit route. And I was so disappointed because I really thought that Eureka did a good job on her runway um, with the drag on a dime. I don't even think we talked about it last week, but I thought like the silhouette that she chose, I thought was adorable. It was this like big skirted, like poofy dress thing. Like she she looked so, so good last week. And then she She built the entire outfit around the dog. And I liked that. (laughs) <laughs> yes because that's how i do my transmogs in game <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so yeah like i i liked her last week and i liked her silhouette and then this week she goes with the freaking bodysuit and it was just i like, i really liked the like it washes away when she moves it but well, i think so, she could you know have done that so that's much more the, with it that's those double-sided sequins so you can get those in like shirts and pillows and all kinds of stuff now and you rub them one way and they're one color and you rub them the other way and they go back to the other color so yeah she should have she should have like she started off right eureka comes in looking like the kfc chicken that escaped the factory and now she's doing all this bodysuit shit and i'm like you came in so blazing and strong it was weird but this is just you just look like a like the the colors needed to be more vibrant for me for it to work because they just melded too close together, you know. Yeah, and I didn't suit. really understand like the pattern that she was going for, the look that she was going for, and I was blind just, artist. I yeah, think, a blind I artist. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, we had uh, um. Okay, so I I have to say this. I know that it's a lot of what I think is really stupid drama. And last week I didn't understand the makeup drama because I didn't Mm -hmm. think that they were wearing the same face. I might be a total Mm -hmm. makeup noob, but I didn't see it. So, Mm -hmm. but this, like this week, I have to admit, I can't tell Aquaria and Cracker apart when I was rewatching the runway. They do look, oh, so similar. I like mm. I was watching the runway and I was kind of clicking through just to refresh my memory of what the dresses looked like. And without the like, I clicked a little bit too far and then didn't see the name tag for Aquaria. And I couldn't tell if it was I couldn't remember if it was Aquaria or Cracker. Like, I can't tell them apart. I can kind of see why there might be some drama there if they're working in the same circles in New York, how that would how that would be a problem. It's but the face shape and the body shape for me. It is. Which, they're so they similar. Have exact same silhouette yeah uh so um, aquaria their outfits were very different which is they like, were they were and i mm. i loved aquaria this week like now that i know which one it is that's the one i liked <laughs> i didn't love uh, cracker's big headpiece that the square hair yeah. was weird um <laughs> it was um, mm, salty yeah <laughs> it was uh it yeah, was, was she trying to literally put a cracker on her head? Because, honey, we get yes. it. We get it. You're, that, you're was, that was the point. Um, <laughs> Stupid point. I liked, I liked it because it was different, but it wasn't the thing that, like, if I was judging it, it wasn't the thing I'd give her points for. 
Well, and again, you know? this week for me comes down to the fact that this is supposed to be their best ever drag. Like, that's your best. I know, what the that's fuck? what you're doing. Like, come a on. Cracker. A uh, cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie but Monster. Aquaria, I thought, mm. was amazing. I really liked, and again, I felt like this was a little bit risky, but I like the androgyny, like the kind of like blurring, really blurring the lines, like being a. Yeah feminine boy i loved the drag this week i thought it was great i loved the nipples hanging out and the just all of it it looked great i loved it i thought she did a great job this week that to the me nose, the nose the nose too oh yeah the nose oh my god those look so heavy heavy and painful yeah. oh I used, to up, I, I used to run up the earth when i was at home and then i got these nose rings and now i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh he's, man he's to own pigs by the way it's true you have to do it i oh, can't help man. it but yeah so i mean i did i did think that aquaria was one of the only ones this week that actually showed up with a best drag um yes. i thought yeah dusty I, I was totally okay. agree i liked the dusty uh kind of like uh toned down the dots but didn't get rid of them completely so it was, yes. she was still doing her yes. and i liked that a lot Yes, perfect way to do it. I thought I was like, you've respected the judges' critiques, even mm -hmm. if you didn't agree with them. They're the ones that are going to give you the prize money at the end of the day. Even if you disagree with them, you kind of have to go with what they say. Yes. Uh, Michelle was happy. I was very happy because I was like, you still got the dots on your eyes. Oh, we can connect them, make yep. a picture. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, I, and and I, I liked her. I liked her like naughty school crossing outfit as well. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. Um, but it was it was really good. It was a really nice blazer. It was yeah, really nice. I love the blazer too. And plus, I mean, come on, you bedazzle anything. I'm totally on board. Just yeah. glitter head to toe. Love it. What about a what about a bedazzled Cookie Monster? No, no, still not okay. <laughs> still not okay. Unless that's the only cookie. Like unless Cookie Monster is your thing, and that's the only thing. Uh, but then we had Mayhem, and this is where you and I really differ, because for Mayhem, mm. I thought her shoulders, like all the toll around her shoulders, looked so terrible. It looked so bad. I loved just the dress that she had on underneath those giant shoulders. But even then, I was like, if you take away the shoulders, it's not draggy enough for me. So yes. I don't really know what I wanted out of her. But again, best drag, people, best drag. That can't be all you've got to offer. It can't be. Yeah, for me, the, the reason I liked the shoulders is because they were just very different and there was a definite um, discontinuation of what she was wearing, but I think it worked. My issue with the dress is I loved the dress, but the colors were too similar to me. And so the pattern was, such was a, too subtle? Pat, pattern was fine. Pattern was oh, fine. Okay. It had a really nice pattern and stuff. It was just the coloring. You have such a vibrant shoulders which i liked because it's quite you know out there and puffy and hey look at me and then you have this dress where it kind of just looks like muddy water a bit because mm -hmm. it was like blue and blue then and brown like, or like blue and gold blue yeah. blau gray gold and you can't really pick them out because they're so different if she was like green and blue or something you know that would really stick out and some mm. shit i'm not saying green and blue is a good combination don't do that mayhem if you're listening don't do that um but yeah, that that was that was my thing. Um, like, I didn't I didn't think she was the worst, but she was just kind of eh. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah, that's a good way to put it. After her win last week, I was kind of and the and the best drag title for the runway this week. I was definitely expecting more. It from was her. so similar to what she came in with. Yes, it definitely was. In um, episode one. And then this is another one where we really differ. Blair Saint Clair. <laughs> 
I freaking love this dress. This to me is what I want to see out of a pageant drag queen, like glitter mm. head to toe, form fitting with like a, a change from top to bottom. Like it just I, I loved this dress, like especially the skirt. I thought it was so cool with all the it reminded me of. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, um, like flapper, like a flapper dress, you know, like I just mm. I loved it, loved it. So to give you a bit of insight, dear listener, um, me and Jocelyn do our notes on a Google Doc, which we're not going to tell you what it is because we don't want you in here. It's our show, not yours. <laughs> and um, I put Blair equals pubic hair skirt, lol, because <laughs> it's a funny joke. But I didn't actually disagree with you. I love to look. And I love oh, OK, because I was like, why would you call her skirt pubic hair and then also like it? <laughs> it kind of Getting, we're getting so many insights into Gotti right now, guys. So yeah. if you're listening and uh, you think you might have a thing for Gotti, then pubic hair skirts, baby. Yep. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it was just something I thought was funny, but it worked. It really worked. And the thing for me is Blair has been uh, forgotten. To me, she was forgotten about in episode one and in episode two. I'm like, I know you. I recognize you. I recognize that you really struggled doing that pirouette in heels. And then you did it. And now you're running at this thing. And I'm like, who is that? Oh, is that Blair? Is that Blair St. Clair? I do declare. No shit. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, it, it really stuck out. So I was very happy with her. Yeah, I feel like her drag on the runway is the first time she's really stood out for me. I mean, even in yes. the uh, Farmer Rusical, she didn't stand out. Her performance, no. the camera didn't follow her. She didn't do anything that was spectacular. Like she's very much been a middle of the road queen for me up until now. But then all of a sudden she comes out in something that actually could qualify as best drag. She looked phenomenal and I was so, mm. so proud of her. I thought mm. she did great. So I, was, I think I she's going to be the underdog of the season. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I think yeah. a lot of people are going to discount her just based on even just the editing from these first two episodes. Like they don't talk to her very often. They don't show her very often. Those are usually the ones that sneak up on you in the end. <laughs> and then and then she'll take the money and she'll make that famous island and she'll phone us to Incredible and then Incredibles 1 happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then uh, we had Cameron come out next and holy hell, Cameron won this challenge, won this runway for me. Like, I cannot believe what ended up happening because I thought Cameron's drag from like costume through makeup through hair was amazing it was so it was impressive. really good it i love really like good. she even had like her eyeshadow that kind of like blended up onto her forehead that blended into her wig to like more kind of take her theme of butterflies up in through her hair the mm. transitions were beautiful the the costume was beautiful i cannot also, say enough about this drag i want to eat him Yes, I, we're always going to come back to that. Is that like um, Cameron could literally yeah. wear a trash bag and I would just drool all over it. But well, I don't need to see his face. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really nice. And the colors are really good. Like, um, um, I like my colors. You may know, having played WoW with me, I was very adamant about my transmogs and the colors Obviously. matching. <laughs> um, so yeah, I felt like I was this was a great use it. of like rainbow and being colorful without literally doing a kennedy and just being it was it gave me vibes everywhere. of summer starting yeah very springy very summery oh man yeah i just i loved it i thought she was just beautifully amazing 
And then yeah. we had another bodysuit to wrap up the entire <laughs> runway. Friggin' Monet in her, her ruby slippers. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, it was. It was like it. It was basically a different colored version of Mayhem's dress without the puffy shoulders. Mm. And I was like, "What? Well, it's it's glamorous. I can see a celebrity running down a red cat, a red red catwalk runway, whatever it's called, where they make the money with the camera shooty shooty clicky clicky. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> it's a catwalk um, or a runway. It could be either one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was just." Um, you're not calorie. Now, going back to calorie, I don't think I mentioned it. I oh, yeah, no, like I think we skipped over I, calorie. I Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to happen. Um, calorie uh, was like a basic bitch going to the club to um, have people stare at her tits, uh, yeah. basically. But I loved her gloves. I was like, can you do the gloves, but all over? That'd be great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back to, back to, back to Monet. Monet. I put, down, I put d- her down as Mass Effect 2 Azari Hooker. Which is um, quite an obscure reference. So very, yeah. But she, wipe, she was she wipe was just... your memory banks of that. <laughs> yeah, she was just red head to toe, and she was glittery. But again, bodysuit tights, like just glittery. She was glamoury. It didn't stick out. Um, no. she looked. She looked like um, when we play video games. It's important to have characters in the background to give you a sense of an open and living world. She was one of those. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's, she clearly works in some sort of glamour thing, but she just looks red and it sparkles sometimes. I don't care. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, NPC. yeah, the runway was, was not great. I was not impressed by... It was very weak. Yeah, it was like it was 75% of the queens, I felt, did not bring it this week when it came to the runway, mm. and I was super disappointed. Hopefully we see more from them going forward, because pretty yes. much every one of them got, like, pretty harsh critique so hopefully you know and even then like when the safe queens went backstage and all the other critiques were given those were passed along to the other girls in untucked and they said a couple of times like too many bodysuits people like too many bathing suits slash tights slash whatever yeah like bring it it was the kimono ocalypse all over again you know and they can tell they can see each other getting dressed and stuff and i think I think you have a lot of girls there who were like, "Oh, I'm a glamour queen. I'm I'm a glamour I'm I'm a glamour queen, guys. Guys, I'm a glamour queen. Guys, I'm a glamour queen. Why aren't I winning? Yeah, you know? that's what's going to happen. I think I think we're going to have a lot of people who are similar to Derek who have their comfort zones and they're going to struggle to get out of it, and it's going to be their downfall. Yep, and I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of downfall, we had the elimination. So Team Vixen was named the winners, which I do not agree with and i am convinced that this has nothing to do with which team was actually better in farmer rusical i just think that they knew who they wanted to eliminate this week and that's the team they chose to lose as opposed to which team was actually better in farmer rusical what do you think because i can't be- like i can't believe is that is that in one <laughs> is that the uh, drag spirit that's my drag spirity yeah <laughs> okay, I'd like to add on top of that. Um, I don't really understand why the Vixen won, because yes. sure, the team won, and she was team captain. Cool, her dragway runway, forgettable. So terrible, so forgettable that we didn't even touch on it when we were talking about the runway. Yeah, she just showed up in some her. flame, like it, she just yeah. garbage flame as well. Yeah, it looked like she it looked been, terrible. 
PVA yeah. glued on, you know. Yeah. Um, not a win for me. I I thought the winner of the show should be the conglomerate winner who performed the most in all challenges, and the runway is still included in that. Otherwise, what's the point in having it? Exactly. Um, and I think that um, yeah, you're. T- I don't remember another time in all the episodes of Drag Race that I've watched, and I'm sure that someone listening to the sound of my voice right now can prove me wrong, but I don't ever remember another time where we had a team captain of a winning team win the runway and like win the week just strictly because her team won. I feel like yeah. we might have had team captains win previously, but it was because they also had a very strong runway. Vixen definitely didn't have this. And I was surprised when Rue named her the winner. I was just like, yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it was funny because at first team Vixen was named the winners and they all looked at each other like Rue had called out the wrong name. And then when Vixen was named the winner of the winners, again, we had all these shocked and confused looks because everyone knows she looked like shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah what the fuck and she was totally forgettable she was another one who was totally forgettable in the farmer like i thought that um and again like I, I i do like cameron a lot i think that he is very talented and she looks amazing in drag and she did super well in the uh she uh, i thought she was as well. great she was so entertaining when she was talking about gagging and like doing all the yeah. sync of the gags and like she was getting right into it. And, and you could see like she was using her face to do the acting. She was hilarious. Mm. She definitely. And body language was great. Body she language. Did, like, yeah. The, the shimmy shimmy tit shake thing. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. So but I yeah, mean, no, I was, was just... so surprised that because I don't remember anything except for like, uh, there was uh, one line from Vixen where she says she's from Chicago and it was part of the whole like uh, whatever the drug was, the, the drama plus something yeah. else. That was the drug. And so they were talking about fighting. And again, that's in Vixen's like persona. That's not out of the box for her. And that's I... the only part I remember her in at all was mm. her standing at the front of all the girls again, talking about fighting because I remember rolling my eyes, not even thinking it was a good performance. So. I just this whole judging at the end. I was so confused by this whole entire decision making process. Like, Rue, come on. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I agree. And I'm going to go into what I call Richard did a psychology degree at one point in his life. Um, Conspiracy theories are formed when we don't have answers to uh, the consequences of something. So I agree with this conspiracy theory because I have no answer to why the Vixen won. (laughs) I. And they didn't give an answer as well, which doesn't yeah. help. I mean, it does well for the show, but it does. I mean, looking at uh, All Stars Free and some of that stuff, it does feel like the producers maybe go, "Well, we want this person because we believe it will do the best for the show in terms of views." Yeah, and the Vixen will achieve that, no doubt, no doubt. And maybe yeah, they just want to feel true. her. And so, up. yeah, I think she's. I think she's being artificially inflated a little bit, and that really. I I hope that's not what's happening because. I mean, I understand watching, that it's reality you, TV and, and you know, it's yeah. all fixed to a certain extent. But I mean, I just, I, uh, I don't want to see her. Dear, stick viewer, dear listener from episode 10, you're coming back to see how um, innocent and fun loving we are of the episode. And you t- find out in episode 10, we hate it and we're moving on and we're never coming back. It was a nice time. <laughs> episode two was a nice time. Okay. Uh, we were having fun. <laughs> we were innocent. 
so then um, we end up with our like obviously we have uh the whole team we know that vixen won the week team vixen is all safe they're the winners of the week so that leaves us with our uh kind of our seven other queens so we have a top four from that team and a bottom three our top four was asia aquaria dusty and yuha but i mean i say top like they're still top four of the losers so um they're yeah they still weren't that great i mean dusty had a good runway uh yuha kept making excuses for her runway during her critiques which is not a good look i hope she stops doing no. this because like no, i said earlier she and Alyssa had a great back and forth and she changed her performance and she grew, but then she totally backtracked in her, uh, like talking back to Michelle and, uh, and Ross and saying that, you know, Oh, well I had another outfit, but I didn't wear it. I had a better yeah. drag. And it's like, no, if they say best drag, you come out in your best drag. You don't come out halfway. That's no, and, don't and, do that. And like, I, I kind of get the, the trying to explain yourself in front of Michelle because she goes in hard. Yeah, I respect her for that. I do. I, I have a lot of respect for Michelle because she does it in a way where she hopes the person she's critiquing improves. She does go in on like even the most min minutiae of detail in the last yeah. and like when they're up to the top four, even the most minutiae of detail. But then she says, you know, you're in the top four. I have to criticize you at something. You're all fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And I think Michelle has really grown on me over the years. Like I went, mm. uh, so I think she came in in season three, there was a different judge season one and two, and I liked the judge that she replaced. So it took a really long time because Michelle was such a bitch and she's super harsh. Um, it took <laughs> yeah. me a really long yeah. time to warm, warm to her. And I think that in a lot more of the recent seasons, she has kind of uh, softened slightly to the point of saying things like you're the top three, of course, like I need to nitpick because that's all that's left. You guys are all awesome. And she didn't used to say stuff like that. So I feel like I've warmed to her a little bit. But um, yeah. Yeah. So then we had our bottom three, which was calorie again. So she lip synced last week. She was in the bottom three again this week uh, alongside Eureka and Monique. Monique was given a pass and Eureka was sent down to lip sync. So we have there are two big girl queens, Eureka and Calorie. Uh, neither one of them wanted to eliminate the other, but it's got to come down to it. And I've got to say this lip sync. I mean, they telegraphed it a mile away. Eureka didn't know her words and her lip sync during the Farmer Rusical, like her runway. Both their yes. runways were terrible. Calorie yeah. was forgettable. Like it was obvious. Also, I hate her. Yeah, obviously. But I was uh, so happy about this. <laughs> throughout the oh. whole entire higher like judging elimination runway even in the main challenge it was very obvious who was going to be lip syncing this week and i didn't think it was that great of a lip sync either i thought calorie looked defeated no. eureka looked tired um yeah calorie. eureka over time kind of by the end of the lip sync you could see her kind of getting a little bit of confidence back but it's still it wasn't a very impressive week for calorie for or for elimination broken. yes calorie looked broken and you find out when she eventually loses the challenge and the way she walks out she is a broken girl yeah um which you know she'll pick herself back up from it but i hope the lesson fucking i hope you're ready for a high carb diet uh has is um if you get criticized don't deflect it and blame other people fucking hell that's what i hate the most about calorie sorry this is episode two I hate calorie, um, <laughs> but that's okay because she was eliminated. Episode. She lost the lip sync, so we'll never have to hear about calorie again. Oh, until until RuPaul goes. Before I announce the winners, I have an announcement to make. Oh, Miss Fan, 
Vanjie. And there'll be Miss Vanjie coming out from like the back of the stage rising up. That is true. Sometimes they do. <laughs> sometimes they do bring back eliminated. Points. I would. We'll have to see I would what happens. But not be surprised if Miss Angie got a second try. Not yeah. be surprised at all. She's become incredibly popular. I like. Yeah. I like that. I like. That. <laughs> so yeah. I put in all gone. caps. Yeah. I put in all caps when when um when she got eliminated. Ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> Yep, so we no longer have to hear from Calorie, and uh, Eureka is getting her second chance. Uh, So finally, we have the episode of Untucked, where we get a little bit more behind the scenes of what was going on with the queens. Um, There was some drama between when they brought uh, Team Asia and Team Vixen together, because um, Asia kind of echoed my thoughts that the choreography for Team Asia was a little bit harder, and Team Vixen had it a little bit easier. And of course, the vixen was not happy with that observation. Well, she's not a happy person in general. She's not a happy person. She no. called she called herself a title. <laughs> you know, she's not got a name. She's, she's like not vixen. The boss. She's the vixen. <laughs> she's like she always called herself. Oh, I'm Ares, the god of war. <laughs> you know, that's what she's trying to do. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Hmm. And then we also have when the two teams come together, we have Dusty going. If I was in the winning team, I would have won the entire challenge. And I was like, are you fixing now? I fuck? don't disagree with her, though. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Looking I at don't. Dusty versus Vixen, Dusty, 100%. She got great runway critiques. And if her team had won, I do believe her. I think she probably would have been the winner of the I, I think Cameron would have won. Cameron was the one I wanted to win. I think well, he's the one who did the best But Cameron was already on the winning team. Yeah. But why, why did Vixen win then? I don't know. This is, this is the drag conspiracy, Gotti. Oh my god, it's uh it's the government trying to take our eyes away from the next nuclear war front, okay? Maybe it's because it's Cameron maybe Cameron is just too good that if they actually awarded Cameron with a win every time she did the best, then it would just be the Cameron show and RuPaul doesn't want the competition. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't fuck. Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, this is the great thing, though. Like, you, you know, you you love and enjoy a show so much when you start making conspiracy theories for it, and are so invested in these characters. So definitely. You know. uh, so yeah. we also saw in Untucked, uh, basically some more um, interviewish or at least big brothering of uh, both Calorie and oh, it Eureka. Was so big but brother. Yeah, there was uh, there was lots and lots of calorie and drama and crying. And I kind of I did feel bad for Calorie again. Like she's felt bad for both of them. Uh, yeah. And I, I like I've, I've bitched on Calorie a lot. If you're a fan of Car- Calorie, you know, I get it. I praised her, her fucking country look for the mini challenge. She should have won that, in my opinion. But, you know, it's just attitude is a big thing for me. Yeah. And I hated her attitude. I like Eureka's attitude a little bit more. So I kind of I'm kind of happy she won and not calorie. But you know, it's it's not I don't hate her. I just disagree with her reasoning. Yeah. And I think her drag was poor. Yep. Sue I agree. Me, bite me. Eat me. Please. <laughs> Especially I'm lonely. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, so any final thoughts on episode two before we wrap? The SpongeGate 2018 is still happening. I'm very happy about like yeah they're not in, letting that die which they should sobbing 
And they're like, oh, girl, what's happening? It's like, oh, I just don't want to let down my mom. And I was like, you know what? Fair enough. But I hope that gives you the power to keep on winning. And then Asia just goes, well, I was on the losing team with Spongegate over here. <laughs> and then they all just like go into an all out war and clapping and seeing Yas Queen. And Eureka's just like, well, I'm just going to go cry and not try to kill myself over here. Bye, guys. And they yeah. just ignore her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I loved Mayhem, though, going out with both of them and, you know, having a go. And then you had the Vixen going, you know, oh, I should probably show that I have not a bitchy side and walking out and hugging them. But, yeah, you know. I was almost confused by that because I was like, that's not a bit, that's not a, a move that I would expect out of Vixen. But I think this is, again, it comes down to editing, right? Yes, editing is important. But thankfully, we have longer episodes. So if the editing is, well, the editing is poised, you know, in the, dra- in the lip syncs, the camera is more focused on the person who is winning because you are seeing how they won over the person who is losing. Yes. You know, in this lip sync, the camera was focused on Eureka. So I was like, oh, I guess Eureka wins then. Yeah. You know, and unless did. sometimes the lip syncs are really close and then they flip back and forth. But yeah, I agree from the camera work. It's usually pretty easy to tell. And also wish, the, uh, the interviews. Mm, I hope they have more challenges in the future, like a duel or something. Mm. You know, that'd be great. I do look forward like to seeing what's, yeah, what's going to be new this season, what's going to be different. Um, I'm, I'm really it's, looking forward to the rest of the it's season. It's been different. It feels different from previous seasons, which is good. Yeah. And I think it's good as well because the show is in the most popular states ever been, which is nice. Because if you are a drag queen or you do anything that's sort of more query, I guess, like queer-ish, yeah. Um, yeah. shows like this help people become more and more standardized with it, which is always nice. I agree. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that wraps up uh, our show of um, really just tangents and then me bitching about people I don't like. <laughs> all I did. I love um, it. I love it. Bitch Fest yeah. 2018. So it's, good. It's it's probably it was probably a little less structured than episode one, but again, we did these two things back to back. And um, I think it was great. I, so I need to go pee tell, again. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody <laughs> where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Golly Fatigue. Um, that's what I have it as now. I discovered the end of the last episode, you can change it. So I probably will, but that's fine. You can just find me next week. It's all good. Um, <laughs> I am also streaming a little bit on Twitch. I'm trying to do a little bit more um, because I have a lot of time at the moment because I'm an unemployed sack of shit at the moment. So I've got nothing else better to do. Um, you can find me over at Godylicious because Golly is delicious. Thank you, Jocelyn. Um, for that joke from last episode. Um, and by last episode, I mean two hours ago. And yeah, I also have a YouTube channel. Um, it's just called Goddy. It has a picture. Of someone drew my dog and I have it on there. And I have lots of old shit. I don't really do it anymore. But if you want to listen to me just ramble on about nonsensical bullshit, I have about 2,000 videos on there. So go ham. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. You can also find links to all the other podcasts that I do over at JossPlays.com. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. We need an outro. We need like a slogan, right? Don't gag too hard. Next week. We'll figure it out for next week. (laughs) We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And we should go. You cannot send your emails or tweet at us because we don't care. We have no interest in your opinions. Leave us alone. Listen, don't respond.